We're starting snapshot number seven now, which is quite exciting. I promised myself that at snapshot number five, I'm going to put this on Spotify and make it available as a podcast. So here it is. It's on Spotify, if you can see. I even made a little cover art for it. The Snapshot series is a bi-weekly YouTube episode and now a podcast as well, where I share something that's interesting, a piece of uh, information, something digestible, and uh, sometimes a story, something that I think you'll find interesting that I'd like to share. And it's really just an opportunity for me to sit and chat with you and um, almost like a, a visual journal, if you will. And at the end, I also share a bit of an update of what I've been up to and learning, wondering, and loving, and so on. So it's now available on every platform you get your podcasts on, and if it's not, comment below because I'll look into adding it there. Um, I'm kind of, I'm using this automated uh, distributor so that it just sends it out to all the possible podcast uh, servers. It's quite easy to make your own podcast. If you're interested, um, go check out anchor.fm. Really easy to, to use and as I'm always like a big proponent for people starting blogs and sharing their own personal learning journey or something that's passion that passions them because I think it's really valuable on two fronts, probably more. The first is having to communicate that publicly to an audience that will need to interpret it from their own perspective. So, you know, that process of taking your your inner dialogue and, and your inner passion and turning it into something that is digestible by other people is a huge learning opportunity. And the second is that it's the value of a personal brand. Like, that's unparalleled. And I think I would attribute most of my job offers, most of my um, general, like, a lot of friendships and things like that to having a little bit of myself out there um, that people can get to know really quickly and almost bypass a little bit of the intermediate stages between a stranger and a friend. So very recommended there. So today's episode is going to be about using your bullet journal to manage relationships and conversations and kind of how to take notes on that in your bullet journal. This is somewhat more toward, geared towards a professional context, but I use it in literally every kind of meeting that I'm a part of and, and conversation. I have a few tips that I want to share, but before I get started, the inspiration for this was really that I've had a lot of really interesting conversations lately, and I, I was thinking about this, this will come later in my update portion as well, but I was thinking about the fact that I've, I have so many, I think I'm going through a phase in life where I'm, it's like really heavy intake, and I'm not really having the time to digest things and to write about things. And that's really my, I think where not most of the growth happens, but it's like a different kind of growth. Um, I remember two summers ago when I traveled for a month to Romania, I actually have a little montage video on my channel if you want to check it out. It was three weeks and it was a really fun like solo vacation and lots of adventure. But I remember when I got back and everything just sort of relaxed everything you know it was so fast-paced like I was always doing something every few hours when I got back I realized how much there was to actually take in after the fact and to digest and I hadn't had the opportunity to do that and I did a lot of writing and journaling and reflecting and that was almost as much I mean you have to have the experiences in the first place those are the most valuable part of it but the 
after part of, you know, reflecting on things and writing them down is just as valuable. So that's something uh, I kind of wish, that's all this to say that I kind of wish I, I could journal more uh, in a way and I keep telling myself that I want to, like it's it's on my low priority list in my bullet journal um, in this like bottom left thing. It's been there for many weeks and I think I've written one journal entry since. So lots of like little tidbits that I want to share. And so I decided to like step back and you know what, let me talk about that. Let me talk about the talking about the talking about. So yeah, having conversations and having interesting ones. Uh, I take notes on all of my meetings. I have a lot of meetings. So I'm doing client work at the moment with two clients in a marketing consulting capacity. And then I'm involved with the Innovation Center at my university. Um, I take my class notes in my bullet journal lately as well. Some of them, like the discussion-based classes, because I'm taking a sales and a marketing course. And um, I've had a few meetings and interviews for job positions next summer. Anything of that sort, any new people I'm meeting, I write down stuff in my journal for it. So the way I structure it, first of all, before I get into the tips, is I write down a little title at the top, box, put a box around it to signify it's a title. Usually I'll highlight that in a color and then I'll put the date um, just to the left of that and then I start taking notes. So for these type of notes where they're sort of meetings, I don't use my typical mistral method where I write, uh, it's kind of like the Cornell system, I put a little margin so that I have space on the left hand side and then I take notes regularly on the right hand side. I don't do that except for my class notes where I want to be able to categorize information but um, important to note is that I don't take notes linearly. I, I really just write all over the page wherever um, it works and it's very much like a mind map in that sense. It's like a holistic note-taking method. Let me get on with a few of my tips. The first is before I have any kind of a call or I'm meeting someone new especially, I prep a little bit of an agenda. So this is often uh, what I want to get out of the call and what I want to give out of the call. So both of these are just as important. Um, I had a meeting just earlier where it was kind of uh, with the Innovation Center, we had a little hustle uh, or huddle session. So they connected us with a few other entrepreneurs from or from the Innovation Hub. And in that kind of a situation where there are people that you've never met before, you don't really know a lot about them, and there might be um, there might be a lot of potential areas for connection, but there also might not be. You don't know beforehand. I think it's important to prep a little bit of like what you hope to get out of the out of the call so that you come prepared with something to talk about something clear in mind to talk about on the other hand if it's someone that you're just meeting you know one on one also it's good to have some ideas of things that you've been doing that might relate to what you know they're interested in so that you can have some talking points there as well and also yeah what you'd like to ask like what you want to know from them stuff like that I always prep a little bit, or at least think about this a little bit uh, in advance of a call. I think it just improves conversations, and frankly, every good conversationalist, every good public speaker, like, it either comes with a lot of practice or a lot of preparation. So either or, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with sitting down and preparing a little bit to make the most out of your time with people. The second is to take notes, and I kind of add on to this, I put it as a separate point, but I think it's really the same is some, I also like to tell people I'm taking notes um, because so on one hand 
Uh, I find that the Zoom calls can be a little bit strange, first of all, because there it's not quite synchronous. I mean, you can't really have a fluid conversation. You have to wait for people to fully finish speaking and there's no body signals to say like, oh, I'm in, I'm, I want to jump in here. And it's not quite as fast paced, I would say. And I like having fast paced conversations sometimes depending on the, the topic and the situation. And so it's even more important, I think, to take notes so that you don't feel the urge to jump in. You can just write things down that you want that you want to say and then continue to listen and really um, actively pay attention to the conversation and to what's being said. So I, I actually tell people that I have like my, I joke about it, I, I have my bullet journal in front of me and you know, if I take a few notes, it's just so that I can pay attention to you better and jot down things that you're saying and things that I wanna say as well. The fourth, and this is kind of my favorite, I developed this, it's not really, I didn't develop it, it's not a system or anything, but I did this this summer when I worked at Ernst & Young in my summer internship and it was amazing. Again, online environment is super important to do this. Write people's names down, first and last name. I actually write people's names and highlight it in pink often. And that's just because pink is my uh, mistral method color coding uh, color for names and key people. I use it in history classes a lot. This is key because when you're on online and having interactions with people that way, you won't get the chance to run into them and recognize their face. If you want to reach out to them again, you're gonna have to know their full name, type it in and email them, call them, whatever, find them online. So writing people's names down, especially in a group environment or, you know, if it's someone that was someone that the person told you to talk to later, or if they're on a Zoom call and it's two people in the same call uh, under one of the people's names, like they're in the same room, that's super helpful to write people's names down. And the last thing that goes hand in hand with taking notes is writing down um, at the end of the session or maybe towards the end, what are a few things that you really connected on? Things that you can reach out about later on? What are some things that you would um, reach out to this person for later on? Like what are they an expert on? What are ways that you can help this person? Um, what can you give to them? And finally, kind of tying into the last point are, what are some uh, follow-up actions that you can take? You know, is there a book that you can maybe recommend that they would love? Is there something you can offer to help them out with their own challenges or their own uh, journeys or whatever it is that you were talking about? That's, uh, those are some prompts for you, but I am huge on taking notes while having uh, a call with people and it's maybe a little bit easier also more necessary as I previously mentioned, but it's e even easier because it's not like, you know, flat in the middle, like a barrier to the conversations because it's on Zoom or it's on a video call. So it's just out of the shot anyways. But um, I actually used to do this. This is fairly new to me, um, mainly adapted for my summer internship that was online this past summer. But I used to do this with some of my really close friends uh, when we would have like long catch-up calls after a while that we hadn't seen each other. I would bring my bullet journal and like have a few things that I had written down that I wanted to tell them about or talk about or so on. So for the update portion, first of all is what I've been doing. There's a few things here. The first is that this week is reading week. So I have the week off of school and I'm focusing mainly on my client work projects and Mistral Spirit stuff. 
So that's been fun. Um, also had more time as a result to go out. Um, as you can, I don't know if you could tell earlier before it got dark, but it's, by the way, six o'clock. It gets dark really quickly here in Quebec. Um, but it was snowing earlier today and that's why I've, I'm trying to get into the festive mood. I've noticed that um, it's definitely, like I find it challenging when it's cold. I'm not a cold weather person and it's it's just gloomy it gets dark really quickly i think everyone thrives on sunlight so getting in the festive mood and trying to do things that are festive really helps me um we made pumpkin pie the other day that was really nice stuff like that so that's what i've been up to and i think this was probably last week again i feel like things move so quickly like everything's so fast-paced that i don't have time to sit and journal about things as i mentioned that was kind of the main thing I wanted to talk about here, but I guess I already talked about it, was I've sort of been looking through, or last week I, I looked through some old videos of mine, and I was just thinking about growth and the different types of growth you go through, because it was so obvious in, I, I suppose, about two years ago or three years ago now, like in grade 12, um, I'm, go I'm in third year university now, I was going through a type of growth that's very inward, and so I had a lot of um, psychology-related things to talk about. I was having a lot of realizations about myself, about relationships, about um, how to come across, and how to speak, and how to be better as a person. And I find it difficult to talk about that now in a sense because it's almost like it's it's old news for me like I've spent so much time ruminating over those stuff that I it's almost difficult to talk about it now because it's there's nothing new there like I think about it and it just immediately leaves my mind I've dealt with that already and yet at the same time I think there's everyone goes through that phase or that growth period and I'm sure you know I might go through it again like I have different types of things that I'm thinking about now but everyone goes through it at different times and I kind of almost wish that I could revisit it somehow. And I think my old blog posts and videos are a way to do that. But I almost wish I could revisit it because I would love to have those conversations with people, if anything, to hear about their perspective again. Like it's always lovely to hear about how other, people's, are, how other people are going through that differently and to share what I learned because I feel like I learned a lot from that phase of my life as well. Which is even more encouragement to write more journal entries and more blog posts and just get back to writing in general because I'm sure I'm gonna think the same thing in five years about where I'm at now. And finally, yeah, I mentioned like the weather outside um, and the pandemic means that it's even, you know, it's even harder now that we're entering the winter season because you can't go indoors to places and things are locked up, uh, things are getting worse. So that's been pretty challenging as I'm sure is the case for many other people, but I've had a few days where I've just kind of been down in the dumps about that. Um, that's, I mean, part of living through history, I suppose. Then what have I learned? This one's really cool. Um, I was, I went down a rabbit hole last week of watching a woman named Evie Pomporis. She wrote a book called Becoming Bulletproof and she has a few interviews online, not very many. Essentially, her big thing was that she was a Secret Service agent, uh, part of the President's Detail, I believe, under the Obama, she's in the United States, under the Obama presidency, and then she also worked for three other presidents before that. And she writes about resilience a lot, and about 
dealing with stress. Uh, she, her job was very physical, but it was also very emotional and like it took a lot of mental resilience as, as well as physical resilience. And so she writes about that and about the training that they go through. Very similar to Never Split the Difference by Chris Foss, where there's like, it's, it's the, the top of the top in terms of dealing with stressful situations. And I've been really interested in this. I realize actually this connects to um, last month. I was watching a lot of videos. There, I think there's a specific um, YouTube channel that takes recordings of interviewers interviewing criminals for witness statements or not witness statements, but I guess like getting um, guilty admissions. I forget what that's called, getting confessions. And I always, like, I love looking at that. It's so interesting because those are people that are primed and have been trained and it takes a lot to be able to deal with that kind of a stressful situation and regularly, like as part of your job, I could never do that, but it's, I love it. Like, it's so cool to watch. So same thing. She talks about the training that they go through in the Secret Service and how they gradually increase the level of stress that they're faced with in order to help them um, deal with it and be more resilient. And so her book is called Becoming Bulletproof because it, rather than like becoming fearless or anything, because her I whole idea is that you're still going to have that fear. It's just about the choices you make to deal with it and your perspective on it. And I, I love that. I think that's so true. Um, and I don't think, you know, I kind of was wondering at one point whether that means to put yourself in stressful situations so that you can learn from it. But I don't think that's quite it. I think it's more so related to this uh, recent thing that I've been doing on Instagram where at the end of the day, I have a little template too if you want to save it and put it on your own Instagram. Um, it's sharing three wins at the end of every day. And it's honestly changed my life like ever since I started doing that because it forces you to get into a perspective where you're looking at the things that are happening every day and focusing on the positives and taking those away it's kind of the same thing like she talks about playing with your perspective and making the most of situations in a sense a lot more intricate than that maybe I'll make a separate an entire separate video about that I think I'll skip what do I wonder because I talked about the whole um, authenticity, I suppose, in a way, and the old videos and growth thing, and that's pretty much something I've been wondering. So let's wrap up with what do I love, and that's Catan, the board game. I just recently learned how to play it, and we've been playing that a lot in the past few days. It's kind of our evening thing. Instead of watching movies or reading or anything, we play Catan, and it's a really fun board game. We actually download it on our laptop, so we play kind of um, each on our own laptop, but it's multiplayer, like it's synced, because if you buy it from Amazon, and I think it's like $50, plus there's expansion packs and things like that, so this is what we're settling for now, plus, um, fun fact, to deliver from Amazon to here would be, it takes like a week to deliver, so we're actually moving locations again next week, which probably, hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers that the lighting will be better, and it'll be like nicer furniture so that I can take more photos and create more, um, YouTube videos that are beautiful. Um, that was something, another thing I was wondering recently. I think I, I spoke on my Instagram stories about that. Anyway, this is getting so long. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so Catan has been really fun. That's it. The end. This was quite a long video, but it was really nice to sit and chat 
and let me know what you think of all of these things. I love to hear from you and I love engaging in conversation. And if you have your own podcast as well and you interview people, I would love to chat with you about that and to come on your podcast if you're interested in having me. So let me know. That's something um, I want to put out there that I'm interested in doing. And check out my podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen because it's now live as a podcast. So see you in two weeks with the snapshot series and see you next week with another video on Mistral Sparing. Bye!